Hey everyone, welcome to Slides Golf Talk. I know it's been a few weeks since I've put out any podcast or any episodes. Um, so in this episode, I'd like to discuss your improvement over this past golf season. So in earlier episodes, I talked about improving your game, short game, um, course management. So in this episode, I'd like to discuss, have you made any improvements or have you noticed any improvements in your game from the beginning of the season to where we are now. This is the time that we start noticing whether we improve in our drives, we do have confidence in our drive, is our short game a tad bit better? How are you with your irons? Are, you, are your irons good? Are you making better decisions than you were initially at the beginning of the season? Are you just saving strokes by good course management? All those things I want to touch on in this episode. So we'll start with we'll start with driving. When you get on that tee box, do you have the confidence that your driver is going to go where you want it to go? Or when you get on that tee box, are you nervous and you hope you can keep the ball in play? Hopefully it's the first option, that you're confident now, that you know where your driver is going to go. That's the key factor to having a good golf game. It's having confidence once you step up on that tee box. And I can honestly say that as far as my driver, I am very confident of where I want to hit the ball or how far I want to hit the ball. My driver is one of my strong suits. But as everyone knows, if you can't get off the tee box or you can't hit the ball where you want to go, that's the beginning of a long day of golf. So I can say with confidence that um, over this season, uh, I would say I'm probably about the same because last season I had confidence in my driver as well. And the driver isn't my, my weakest part of my game. So I have, my, I have confidence in my drive. If you don't have confidence in your driver, do you have an option? That's what I would like to know. If you haven't, if you haven't made any improvements in hitting your driver, or you don't have any confidence when you're on that tee box, do you have an option? Do you hit a long iron? Do you hit a three wood? Those are the questions that you really need to ask yourself, especially if you want to improve in this game. I know some people don't hit drivers at all. They get on the box and they pull out their long iron or a three wood and they hit it just as far as everyone else on the box and they have confidence in that. So I would like to say that if you don't have confidence in your driver, make sure you have an option, something that you can rely on. Because if you don't have an option and you don't have any idea of what you're going to do when you get on that box, that's going to be a long, not just a long day, that's a long season of golf that you have to deal with. So I'm hoping that over this past season that you improved in your driving of the ball or you have much more confidence in driving the ball that you did before the season began. So let me know at slashgolftalk at gmail.com. I would like to see your get your input on that. And if you don't have confidence in your driver and you would like me to uh, assist you in some way, you can just send me an email and I'll, I'll help you. I'll walk you through it. Um, some of the key things, some things that you can do to, to gain confidence in your driver. But I'm hoping that 
you guys improved over the past season in hitting a driver or hitting a drive off the tee box? A drive. That, that doesn't mean driver. Just hitting something, whether it's your driver or there's an option. Three wood, long iron, or seven iron. It's something to get you into the fairway so you can, you know, you can play your round. All right. Uh, second question is, how's your short game? We talked about that at the beginning of the season. Have you guys improved in your short game? Have you even practiced your short game? Or are you one of those guys that go to the range and just hit balls and then for about an hour and then pack it up and go home and said, uh, that was a good good day at the range. I hope that you guys have been taking time to improve your short game. I mean, to me, that's... That's something that I like to put time into. I enjoy it. I enjoy hitting wedges. I enjoy chipping, putting. Because when I get into that situation where I need to make a putt or I need to make a chip or I need to hit a good wedge to the green, I want to have that confidence again that I can hit that shot. Or at least that I know I won't scald it or hit it thin or hit it fat. So I hope you guys have been taking the time to Practice practice with your wedges. Take time to putt. Reading your greens and putting your ball is a form of art. I think it's a form of art. Everyone can't putt. I noticed that. I see people hitting the ball way past the hole or they leave it way short of the hole. You got to take time to practice your putting. For example, usually before I have a tournament, when I get there, I don't go to the range. I usually go to the putting area, drop three or four balls, and practice my putting. Because I want to figure out the greens for that particular course. And hopefully it'll match what's out there on the course, what they have in the practice area. But yeah, I like to putt, practice my putting. I don't want to go up there and whack balls and tire myself out. I should already have that confidence in those clubs. So I really hope you guys have been practicing your short game during the season. And I emphasize, please continue to work on your short game. I mean, if, you, if you're strong in your short game, it doesn't hurt to keep tuning up. But take the time out at least once or twice a week, about an hour, focusing particularly on the short game. I'm not saying no hit, don't go hit irons and drivers. You can do that another day, but... Take time out. It's sort of like working out. You know, you, you hear people say, yeah, you know, we'll work out. And they lift weights. And they build up their upper body, but they don't build the lower body. It just looks weird. It's the same for your golf game. Your golf game looks weird. You crush your drive, and then you get up, get up there, and let's say you got a wedge in, and you, you flub your wedge, or you hook it. Then everyone goes, oh. This guy, yeah, he can hit his driver, but his game is, is crap. He can't even hit the damn wedge to the green. He can't chip it on. That's why you have to work on it. And I thought that the wedge was not a hard club to hit. But then over playing, playing over the years and playing with different people, I see people putt from the green, from off the rough to the green or putt from the fairway. I see people not use wedge. 
they would use something called a chipper, and that person knows who he is. He's probably going to laugh when you hear this, but he used a chipper instead of a wedge. The short game is tough, and I didn't realize how tough it was. I guess because I always practice my short game. But I see people struggling to get up and down from par after hitting a good drive, and all they have is a short iron in, or they're around the green, and they walk off with a bogey or a double bogey. And it just amazes me when I see that. But you can nullify that by just taking the time, figure out what your weakness, what it is, whether it's the chipping or the putting, or you're just afraid to hit a 60-degree lob wedge or 56-degree sand wedge, or you get in a bunker and you, you're stuck to the point where you throw the ball out and say, the hell with it, I'm, I'm done. Just give me an 8, give me a 10. All that can be prevented if you take the time to practice those bunker shots and take a little time and chipping to the green. Hey, I can give you options, but I think you need to focus on those wedges. That's the key to scoring. You got to get off the box. I I know. I agree. You got to get off the box first and get the ball in play. But once you get out there, you got to be able to get on the green. Yeah, anyone can start a car up and hit the gas and drive it in a parking lot. But when you turn that car on and you drive out there on the highway, it's a whole different story. You can risk getting in an accident, hurting someone, hurting yourself. Yeah, that's a bit extreme comparison, but that's what you're doing in your game. You're hurting your game when you don't practice how to hit wedges. Or how to get out the bunker. You're really hurt. You're damaging your game. So you got to take the time. Get your 56 and 60 or whatever you're comfortable with. 58 and 54. And I usually get them, you know, at least four degrees apart. That's normally the standard. Doesn't make sense to have a 58 and a 60. Or a 54 and a 56. You want to get that four degree separation between your wedges. So get your wedges. Practice, practice, practice. And I guarantee you'll see a big improvement in your scoring. A big improvement. This is a gauge from how you began your season to how you're going to end your season. It's not too late to close the door. I mean, to close the chapter of the season with strong play. When I began the season... My irons were giving me problems. I was hitting good drives, and if I have a wedge in, I'm good. But if I was, uh, probably I say 166, 177, 185, those irons were giving me problems. I was having problems with those irons, and that's a to me that's a six iron, five iron, and a four iron or four hybrid or whatever. I was having problems with that. And I used to be really strong in my, with my four hybrid. So I replaced a few clubs. I mean, I still have my six iron in the bag. But I took my five iron out and I replaced that. Initially, I replaced that with a five wood. I mean, a five hybrid, I'm sorry. With a five hybrid. And it was, it was hitting it pretty good. Maybe I need to put that back in the bag and hit, hit that some more. But I wanted to get better with hitting 
like an iron. So I took a, I took like a driving iron. That's what, well, a 21 degree iron. Instead of hitting five right off the box, sometimes I, if I don't want to hit a driver, then I'll hit the 21 degree iron. Or what you want to call a driving iron. I think that's like a three or four iron. But the long irons were giving me problems, so I worked on it and I worked on it. I'm still not where I want to be with it, but I've improved from the beginning of the season. And hopefully I'll keep focusing and keep practicing on this and I'll be uh, better with it next season. And I'll be shooting even better scores. So look for that weak point in your game. Go out and focus on that area and make your improvements. And I hope that's what you guys were doing over the past season. Like I said, I haven't been putting out any episodes for the last three weeks, four weeks. I needed to take a break. Had to take care of some stuff around the house. But I have been playing tournaments. Um, I haven't won any tournaments like I did in the past. Normally I win at least two, three, four a year. I came in second place four times this season. I came in third place uh, two or three times a season. But I still haven't gotten over the hump yet. And hopefully I'll I have a couple more tournaments between now and the fall. Hopefully I can grab a win soon. But I'm playing good golf. You know, and it's just about closing that chapter. Getting over the hump. I think I'll appreciate it more when it happens. But make sure that you focus on improving that short game. And you again, you'll see a big difference there. Have confidence in your driver. You're improving your short game. You're almost there. However, there's a few more areas I would like to touch upon. And that's your mid irons and your long irons. What I consider mid irons, uh, seven, eight. Some people consider six. So I'll put that in a category. But I consider a six a long iron to me. I mean, it's 185 like a 180-yard club. So me, a mid-iron would be an 8-iron, a 7-iron, and a 9-iron, I guess. You can, put, you can throw a 9-iron in there as your mid-iron. Get your 9-iron, you can hit that about, about 150 yards or more. And those are the clubs that we hit after our driver the majority of the time. You should be hitting a 9-iron, 8-iron, 7-iron in as your second shot. Or unless you're hitting a wedge because you're driving the ball super long. So those are, your, to me, those mid-irons are your key irons. And I don't think we practice those enough at the range. I don't see a lot of people practicing hitting their 9-iron, 7-iron, and 6-irons. I see people hitting short irons in, which you should focus on. You should practice, as I just said. But you always need to focus on those mid-irons. Because those are the irons you usually have to carry something. You have to carry water or carry a hazard area to get to the green. But those are the clubs you normally have to hit. 9-iron, 8-iron, 7-iron. And you don't want to hit it in the junk or in the water. Or hook it to the left or fade it, you know, slice it to the right into the woods. When you got a wide open shot to get to the green. You want to be able to just grab one of those clubs, hit it up there, take a full swing, and watch that ball land on the green. There's not, I mean, there's nothing better than that on the course. It's, 
if you have to hit a mid-iron, and you stick it up there nice and tight next to the flag. So take time and work on those mid-iron as well. And break them up. I mean, I'm mentioning all these clubs, your driver, your short iron, your mid-irons. Take the time. Separate the days. Don't You have to go to the range. And some people do that. You know, early in my, my golfing um, career, I guess, I would say that that's what I did. I would go to the range and I would start from the wedges and work my way up. Or vice versa. Start with long, iron, long irons and work my way down. Um, but now I, I kind of broken it up a little bit this season and I think that's why I improved in those areas so take a couple days and write down on your calendar as your short iron days mid iron days your driver and work on those things separately for about an hour because I think when you focus on it on just that particular area that you want to work on for that day you improve a lot quicker than just grabbing a bag and just hitting everything every time you go to the range. So so separate it out, you know, like I say, mark it in your calendar, section each each day for it's sort of like when you go to the gym and you have leg day and arm day and chest day, do the same thing with your bag. Separate those days out and have your wedge day, have your mid iron days, have your driver day, and then have your long iron day. And we haven't talked about long iron yet. I'll talk about that in a few. But separate those days out and work on those particular areas. And you, I guarantee you will see improvement. And jot things down. I don't say you have to go there looking like you're in a library because you're taking notes. But when you work on those things, I, I usually put my phone on, on like notepad. And I have my phone next to me on the range. And whatever I did that's positive, I'll put it in there. And whatever I did that that was negative, I'll put it in there so I won't do that again. My hand position was wrong. My angle was wrong. My aim was wrong. Put that in there so you'll know not to do that again. When you hit it perfect, then you got to put it in there. Okay, I had the ball moved up a little bit forward center. I had my hand positioned like this. I had my left foot down, I came through, I came back, I came down. Mark all of that in your notepad and study it. So every time you go to the range and work on those particular areas, you'll have your notes to look at and you'll see the progression of your game. Alright, so last but not least, your long iron. A lot of people don't hit long irons anymore. I know that. A lot of people took the, even when they get that set, they'll they'll pull the three iron out or the four iron out, take it to one of those places like second swing or something and sell it, or they'll just leave it there and just don't use it. But those long irons are good irons to have. It's good to have your three iron or your four iron in the bag. I know a lot of people hit hybrids now, three hybrids and four hybrids. Um, whichever suits your game, whatever you have confidence in hitting. If you have confidence hitting your hybrids, your three hybrid or your four hybrid, hit those. Um, I think they're good for when you're at, you know, in the rough. If you're in the rough and you have to hit a hybrid, I think it's easier to hit a hybrid out of the rough than to hit a long iron if you have a long shot to the green. But I switched it up this season. 
Like I said, normally I would, I used to, when I first started playing golf, I had a three iron and a four iron. And out of the ignorance of not knowing that it's a hard club to hit, I was actually hitting those clubs pretty well. And then someone told me about hybrids, and I went and bought a few hybrids, and I just loved the feel of the hybrid. So I took those long guys out of the bag, and I started hitting hybrids instead. So whatever you're comfortable with. But this season, I actually switched it up. As I stated earlier, I put a long iron in the bag. I took my three hybrid out. I still have my four hybrid in the bag, but I have a three hybrid that I removed and put a long iron instead. So I have a long iron option, and I have a four hybrid. And the sole purpose wasn't because I couldn't hit three hybrid. I took that out so that I can have another option if I wasn't hitting my driver well that particular day. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode of having an option if you're not hitting your driver well. Or at that particular day, you just don't have confidence in your driver. You have another option in the bag. Your game isn't stuck. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's why I took my three hybrid out and put a long iron in the bag. Just so I can hit that off the tee if, I, if necessary. So again, you always got to have an option. But getting back to your long irons or your 304 hybrid, a lot of people call it rescue clubs. They use that when they're in the rough, and that's the only time they use it. But I don't think that it should just be a, a rescue club. You can hit some good shots from the fairway from about 210 yards 220 yards or even 180, 190 with with your hybrids and good case scenario here is you know when you're you hit a drive, you're on a par 5 and you hit your driver and let's say you let's just say you have 280 yards to the green 280. Now, a lot of people tell me they struggle with their three wood off the deck. But they still try to hit that three wood. And then after they hit it, they turn around and look at me and say, I just can't hit this three wood off the deck. And I, and my mind is, well, why did you hit it? Why did you hit the three wood? Just because you watch the PGA and you see those guys hit driver and they get grabbed that three wood and hit it on the green, don't mean you have to try that. So, that rescue club that you consider to use only in the rough when you're about 200 yards or 180 yards or whatever, get your rescue or your hybrid and use that if you want to get a close shot so you can hit a wedge into the green. If that's what if that's what your strength is, your wedge. Get your hybrid and put it in wedge range. That's what I call it. Put it in wedge range. That's what I do. Put it in wedge range and you're good. At worst, you're going to get is a par, or you're going to, the best you get, birdie or eagle. But don't just use your hybrids in the rough. Hit them. Hit them from the fairway. Chip them when you're under a tree. That's I use my hybrid for multiple things. Let's just say I'm under a tree, low-hanging branch. You're not going to hit a lofty club, right? No. Because you're just going to hit the tree and it's going to drop. You're going to have, have another third shot that you got to hit from far away from the green. Or since you don't have a long iron or a five iron in your bag, what's your other option? It's your hybrid. You can grab your hybrid, your four hybrid or your three hybrid, which is equivalent to your three iron or your four iron. 
put in the back of your stance, and pop that ball down the fairway. It's gonna be low. It's gonna be low flying because of the loft in the club. And now you got the ball back in play, and you're hitting or chipping on the green, a wedge, to save par. Yeah, I'm giving up all my secrets in this episode, but that's something you can do. Use a hybrid, chip it back in play, and you don't have to, you take a big number off off your card. I see people trying to hit a seven iron, try to pop it, hopefully get it through the trees because they think the trees are. Uh, mostly air or whatever the case may be don't try that shot you're not a PGA player put that ball back in your stance chip it back and get it back in play and if you want to get it closer to the green get your 3 or 4 hybrid pop that ball down there it's going to roll it's going to fly up there take a few bounces and get on the green you might be putting for, for birdie so in that sense yeah it is a rescue club but you don't have to only use it in the rough That's all I have to say about the long irons. There's your options. They're not just from far away. They from you can also use them again when you're under an area that you don't have, you can't afford to put the ball up in the air. In this case, running it down is a good thing. It's almost like a top, but no, it's not a top. You put it in the back of your stance and you're gonna chip it. It's like a long chip. That's what I call it. You do that again. You'll take more strokes off your game. Because that's what the game is all about. It's all about making the right decisions at the right time. So when you go out there, new season is about to start. You know, golf, season end, and a new one starts right behind that. So whatever you gauged from this season, again, I hope you guys made improvements. Set your goals for the next season to improve to become even better at the game of golf. Practice those things as I stated with your long irons, your driver, your wedges, your sand shots, your short game, all of that stuff has to be wrapped up into a bundle of confidence. And if you have that confidence in all those areas and you practice all those areas, your game will improve. I know it sounds simple, practice, but yes, practice, especially with golf. Golf is not an easy game slash sport. You have to practice. And you can't just go out there and just whack on balls and say, oh, man, I, I went to the range and, man, I worked up a sweat. But what did you get out of it? Do you know what you did wrong? Do you know what you did good? Did you take notes? Did you take a video of your swing to see where you were kind of making mistakes? You have to gather all your information with golf. If you want to be a golfer, whether it's a hobby or an amateur player or a professional player, you always have to make sure that you put the time and the work ethic to improve. Because you're not going to improve in golf if you don't practice. That's just a fact. So I'm going to Touch base with you guys again at the beginning of the season, which is in a few months. But I'm going to have another episode. More episodes will be coming. Um, but I'm going to, from time to time, have episodes like this where I'm kind of checking in on you guys to see if you're um, listening to the episodes and taking notes and going out there and improving your game. 
Because that's what Sly's Golf Talk is all about. It's about me talking to you about the game of golf, what I do to improve. And if you can get something out of that to improve your game, I'm hoping that's the case. I appreciate you guys listening to me at Sly's Golf Talk. I know it's been a while. I miss you all. I will have more episodes coming out very soon. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. I appreciate you all. And again, thank you all for listening to Sly's Golf Talk.